Yes. This is an 80s buddy cop movie. Yeah, this is it. First time I ran <laughs> to the end of the block. There he is. But I didn't know then that it never would stop. Now I look around and what do I see? What do you see, Jimmy? Great. That's so good. This one's these days. Everybody's on the run. Oh, baby. Uh, it's like if Jimmy said, What if I held out notes longer than the beat? <laughs> <laughs> he started doing that in this album. <laughs> these and then everybody days. in the studio is like, Why didn't you do this years ago? <laughs> yeah. Like, nah, the beats are here. I gotta sing on the beat. <laughs> That's how music works, fellas. <laughs> When you sing on the beat, you make a rhythm. <laughs> I'm the James Brown of, of Florida. <laughs> uh, sorry. Welcome to the Parrothead Podcast. I am Ryan Middledore. And I'm Patrick McDonald. This is your podcast for not just one thing, not just ten things, but everything. <laughs> everything. Jimmy Buffett. Of which there is a lot. We're talking uh, the 70s. We're talking the 80s. We're talking... Uh, koozies. We're talking koozies. We're talking beach towels. We're talking ramekins. We're talking idealistic philosophy. That's right. (laughs) We're getting in deep. We're doing surface level shit. We don't give a fuck. We're doing whatever we want and we will curse. That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) You just seem so uncomfortable. Uh, Fuck. Uh, I can curse. I like to curse. Yeah, okay. You don't have to curse. Oh, here me. I go. I'm about to curse. Okay. Fuck. Yeah, Fuck. yeah. No, you're you're crying a little bit. <laughs> I know. It hurt. I know. It I'm hurt sorry. to curse. I'm sorry. It hurt to curse. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. So much fun. We're talking about Last Mango in Paris today, his 1985 album, halfway through the 80s. We're halfway through the 80s, and I have to apologize for all the times I was nervous about the 80s. I officially have to do that. Yeah. Because I feel bad. I do too. Because so far, aside from one album that we yeah. won't bring up. Yeah, yeah. It's not half bad. No, it's pretty uh, enjoyable, actually. <laughs> it really I, is. I'm, I'm trying to decide if I'm in too deep or if I actually like this music. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't decide if I, like, uh, maybe just, uh, you know, kind of uh, drank too much of the Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we all did. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's like, no, I think this is really fun. Like, uh-huh. I, I really enjoy it, but I also... I'm I think happy. it's okay to be a little bit of both. Yes, it's okay you know to be I mean? a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, for sure. Like, in the back of your mind to know, like, okay, some of this is goofy. Yes. But to love it anyways, you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. That's okay. I think that's completely fine and uh, expected, especially in the Parrothead culture. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's been great. Uh, before we dive in, how you doing, Patrick? I'm doing great, Ryan. There's something uh, that's happening that you haven't brought up, and it's my parrot shirt. <laughs> I know. I was just looking. We just recorded an episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, just a little bit ago, I saw the shirt. I did not bring it up. It's yeah. a very nice shirt. Yeah, I'm a little pissed. Have you worn that here before? No, I just got it yesterday. Where'd you get it's it? It's a white shirt that has like little knitted versions <laughs> of parrots on it. And you and you wore it on purpose. I wore for it on today. purpose, and I was saying Ryan's I... gonna bring it up, and he's gonna love this shirt. And Ryan never brought it up. <laughs> You're crying again. I'm crying again. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I love. It. I think Fuck. it's. Where'd you get it? It's it's a I got it at J Crew. Did you? Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think I've nice seen shirt. that J Crew. It's a it's very a, it's a good nice shirt. It's a good summer shirt. Yeah, it's a summer shirt. Yeah. Uh, summer's here. Summer's here. And with summer comes shirts. partying. Comes shirts, <laughs> shirts specifically. Well, for summer, uh, for Ryan, it's shirts when it comes to the summer. Oh, yeah. 
during summer, I am constantly wearing a shirt, <laughs> t-shirt, sweatshirt, you name it. Any type exactly. of shirt, I'm into it. Anything. During the winter, completely shirtless. No, you're completely shirtless. Yeah. You hate shirts in the winter. Oh, I really do. I'm beginning to think there's something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> summer is summer's the cold season, right? No. No? No. I'm, I'm messed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. We're a mess over here. We're here a on the mess. Parrothead Podcast. But I'm doing well. I have this new shirt. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, everything's been wonderful. Well, okay. How about you, Ryan? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm excited about our trip to escape to Margaritaville. Oh, my gosh. So excited. Oh, I'm going to bring it up every single week. We are uh, about a month out. Yes. And I'm oh, yeah, we are, right? Really, really looking forward to yeah, it. Did yeah, did you find if, if your schedule allows for it yet? It's going to <laughs> okay. allow for it. Uh, I will not allow anything to get in the way okay. of escaping to Margaritaville. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. I will say uh, we're recording this on uh, May 29th, mm-hmm. so this will come out a little bit after that, but uh, this actually, this past weekend, was officially the opening of Escape to Margaritaville. There was previews. Yes. There was three weeks of previews, and then it officially opened. I haven't found any official reviews yet. I've been looking every day for a review of Escape to Margaritaville. Yeah. Can't find it. I have read a couple things that some fans really liked it. Um, there's no serious uh, uh, in-depth analyses of what's going on. There's no songs being released, anything mm-hmm. like that. But uh, it's being well-received. That's great. So That's, that's all I that's want. That's all we need to know. That's all we need to know. I have seen uh, clips of like opening night and stuff like that. Yeah. And just to see... <laughs> parrot heads fill into the La Jolla Playhouse in like parrot head gear and Hawaiian shirts and shorts. Like the La Jolla Playhouse, it's like a really nice theater, beautiful theater, beautiful theater. And to and see it, a bunch of parrot heads take it over, it just looks like so much fun. Just mucking it up. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I will say a little bit of mystery. I saw a photo of uh, the cast mm-hmm. recently. Uh, it was like a, a pre-show cast. It was all the dudes in the dressing room, yeah. like, like ready to go on for opening night or whatever. And there's a bunch of guys in Hawaiian shirts, and there's one person who is in a suit who's covered in uh, some sort of ash. Ooh. I don't know what's going on. I, I, I Marvin Garden's ghost? Do you think it's the ghost of Marvin <laughs> Garden? <laughs> Looking up women's skirts and stuff? That pervert? He died in some fire, maybe? <laughs> maybe he died in a fire? Yeah. Coming back to skis everybody out? <laughs> It could be him. Who knows? I Who do you think, think? Do you have theories? Okay. Here's, here's a couple theories. Okay. Somebody that was in a sort of a plane crash. Mm. Somebody that was near the volcano. Oh. That, when the volcano blows. Ooh, they, they have to do a volcano explosion They're probably going to say, I don't right? know when volcano blows. Yeah. yeah. I also see huge dance numbers. Oh, there's, yeah. There's videos of these huge dance numbers. <laughs> I don't know where those are going to be. Unless they're doing Everybody's on the Run. These days, everybody's on the run. Step, ball, change. Step, ball, change. Plie <laughs> and sit. <laughs> That's the choreography. I just love that Jimmy was involved in like the audition process and everything. Yeah. And he's been there for the choreography. He was there. He did have to go on tour, so he hasn't been he back. Did. But somebody, I, I talked to somebody that said that they saw the show and Jimmy came out after really and he came out and he waved at everyone and he played a couple songs yeah wow so he's around he comes around he's around i wonder what he's doing june 25th when we're going is he gonna be i wonder if there's a date i wonder if there's a concert date that he uh, is oh let me see because what? that we are seeing the very last performance in la jolla are we we are i thought it got extended was that the date of the I, extension? That was the date of the extension. Oh, really? Yeah <gasps> 7 p.m june 25th that is the very last la jolla Escape to Marguerite. For though. sure. For sure. Whoa. As far as, unless it gets extended again, maybe which it could. got extended again, who knows? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, well, that's very, ex- maybe he will be there. It could be. Jimmy Buffett, June 25th. Let me see what's going on. 
June 25th, tour dates. Let's check this out. Let's see where he's going to be. What if he's just going to be in La Jolla? I don't know. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not ready to, to meet him. <laughs> I'm not either. If it ever happens, I dream about it sometimes. If I do meet him, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I would freak out. I would freak. I would ask for a hug, I think. I, I don't know what. I think I would just, I, I think I would, sometimes when I, I've met a couple people that I really uh-huh. like, I loved and I've looked up to. Yeah. And I'll just be like, I just uh, thank you so much for what you've done. Like yeah. that's always what I say. I just appreciate you so. I mean, this is so important. I I just think you're so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said hi to Amy Polder once, but I got too nervous and really? walked away. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was standing outside of UCB Franklin, and I was walking by, and then I stopped and I thought about saying something, and then she saw me stop, and then I looked at her, and then I said, uh, uh, and then I just kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> you got comments because what am I going to say? Exactly. I have nothing to say. I appreciate this man and his work. I've talked right. about him for uh, no less than 30 hours. <laughs> a very long time. A very long time. Over an entire day. Over an entire day. If you put all this together in our lives, we've talked to, about only Jimmy Buffett for over an entire That's day. That's right. Which, by the way, the Parrothead podcast listening parties, the marathon listening parties, are coming to a town near you. That's right. We're going to post s- up in a town square. That's we're right. We're going to pull out just one person's iPhone, and we're just going to play every episode. Yep, just... You have to get super close to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will be serving margaritas. That's right. Uh, and you are not allowed to leave for a full 30 hours. Not allowed to leave for, yeah, once you're in, you're in. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Locked exactly. In. No bathroom say, bricks. There is like a new Margaritaville, like, uh, uh, branded pina colada a powder that you can pour into your drink. Really? It's like one of those crystal pow- lights oh, really? kind of things. Yeah, yeah. It's Margaritaville mm. pina colada. I wonder how that tastes. I'd be interested in tasting it. Okay. All uh, right. Tour update. Yeah. Uh, the last known tour that I see here, uh, June 10th, he's going to be at Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas, mm-hmm. and then he'll be back at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater in uh, St. Louis on July 6th, so he has a whole month off. Okay, so you, you said June 10th. June 10th. So that gives him 15 days to go from Texas to La Jolla, which yeah. is perfectly possible. Completely reasonable. He'll you can get drive. You just can in fly. time if he walks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can walk. <laughs> he'll do it. <laughs> um so yeah I would say I would say this could happen. I would be very very excited because he he he's not coming to Los Angeles. He's not coming to LA this year. The closest he got to was uh Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. He went there in April and yeah. we missed it unfortunately. We missed it, yeah. Um so hopefully he will be there. Well, fingers crossed. We were <sighs> just talking crossed. yeah, like if we, we, we were just talking off mic. If we, like, my perfect Jimmy experience would be getting invited to a Buffett concert, and then he plays God Don't Own a Car as the encore. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. I, I just love that song. And it's a great song. I, if you feel like you listen to that song too much on this podcast, well, you know what? Turn it down, but keep it playing, because <laughs> we need right. the viewership, <laughs> the listenership. <laughs> that's right. Uh, it's only a minute and, like, 50 seconds. Yeah, you can get through it. It's fun, and it's weird, and I bet you've never heard it before. That's right. That's so right. So enjoy it, folks. Yeah. And, and that's what I want to say to Jimmy. I'd love to hear you play it again. <laughs> yes. Just play it again, Sam. Play it again, Jim. Um, we should talk about the Jimmy Buffett script that we just learned about. Oh, my God. Big business. Yes. Do you want to share the news? Yes. I guess it's not really news. It's been no. around for a while. It's been around for a while. I was just farting around uh-huh. on uh, 
line, just you know, googling different things, Jimmy Buffett, as, as I you do, do every day. <laughs> yeah, I find obscure things, and uh, there was something that went up on RyanWhite.com. Ryan White is the guy who wrote the biography Jimmy Buffett: A Good Life, all the way. Yep, which we will be uh, doing an episode on in the next couple months. In the next couple, whenever months. you finish the book and give Ideally, it to me, <laughs> when I, whenever I finish the book and give it to you, yeah, we will be discussing it. Uh, I uh, really love it. I'm 30 pages in. I have been for a month, yep. and I really enjoy it. I got to get on it. Maybe this week <laughs> this will happen. It's not going to happen this week. Uh, but he posted on his website. It's a great book. People really like it, and it's. I love the detail to it. But he posted an article on April 10th uh, called Jimmy Buffett, Harrison Ford, and the Margaritaville, Margaritaville movie that almost was. Ooh. And I found this because uh, Harrison Ford is involved in Last Mango in Paris, which mm-hmm. we'll discuss in a second. Yep. Um, basically, uh, there was a movie. He ran into an old friend, Harrison Ford. On you posted a photo on Instagram. He's old friends with Harrison Ford, and they talk about uh, how uh, Buffett was working to bring a version of Margaritaville to the screen. A lot of scripts. There were a lot of scripts written for the movie uh, Margaritaville, the movie, which is insane. Quote unquote. So many scripts. <laughs> his archivist told me over Sangria in Key West. While I was working on Jimmy Buffett, A Good Life All The Way, Ryan White says. Uh, Most of the scripts are filed away somewhere. One of them is filed away at the University of Florida Special Areas Study Collection, part of the Jimmy Buffett Papers. And uh, uh, it's a crazy plot. Um, It's uh, a love triangle adrift in the Bermuda Triangle uh, is the logline for it. And then it also says on the cover page, it's about two guys from different worlds who become great buddies as they, one, travel from island to island in the Caribbean, having adventures and meeting various eccentrics, two, resolve their comic love triangle with a beautiful girl, and three, save the island of Margaritaville and the way of life it symbolizes from the forces of greed and hypocrisy. Those I guys, love it. It's amazing. Those guys are a cowboy and a smuggler turned island hotelier. The cowboy, Jim Delaney, would grow up and become Tully Mars in Tales from Margaritaville and A Salty Piece of Land. Love this so much. <laughs> it's so exciting. Oh, my so God. There's a script out there of Margaritaville, the movie. If you have it, we would love for you to send it to us. Yes, I am totally into doing a big episode yeah. with a bunch of people doing a reading. Oh, my God. That's so exciting. A I, whole reading. Oh, yeah. We let's get like, like 10 people together. We have a huge community out here of actors, yes. writers. Performers. We really do. We Who could die to do this. Oh my god, it would murder. Oh yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, think about it's just like two people putzing around in the Caribbean. We can play my uh, recording of uh, "Son of a Son of a Sailor" on <laughs> yes. a boat, just over and over and Your over. Your wonderful recording that Every, everybody remembers. Everyone's favorite audio, <laughs> yeah. mine included, um, and it would be incredible. <laughs> All I'm saying is, uh, Harrison Ford was a, a reported to maybe be. Uh, Sent the script. Yeah, he was also he also sent it to Robert Redford. Somehow it didn't come out. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Why? The movie never came out. Oh man, that's a movie that needs to be made. There's some movies that don't need to be made. No, Rancho Deluxe didn't need to be made. Oh, those are fighting words, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but Margaritaville, the movie, needs to be made. I mean, they definitely could have gotten Jeff Bridges. He probably would have done a little cameo. In oh this yeah. Or I mean, Jimmy has a retirement community, two retirement communities now. Yeah. Like, it's time for a movie. It's time for a movie. And this would have been made in 87, mm. right? 87, 88. It probably would have released in like 90. 
Yeah. Can you imagine a Jimmy Buffett movie coming out in 1990? God. That would have changed everything. Yeah. But I think there's a mystique to it that there's never been these, like, big... He's written stories about Margaritaville. He's written, like, you know, Tales of Margaritaville and stuff like that. But he hasn't released any sort of narrative format. Yeah. So maybe Escape to Margaritaville is going to include that. And maybe it's on us to write a Netflix-style miniseries. Stranger Things, but... um, it's, it's something Margaritaville related. I love that. Drunker you know, Things. <laughs> Drunker Let's write things. Drunker Things, the Margaritaville Netflix Stranger Things. <laughs> Great. I love it. <laughs> Netflix is already in. <laughs> okay, Netflix is in. Yeah. We're going to be, ooh. Uh, okay, let's, let's write it right now. Okay. Interior, the bar, night. Okay? Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> I think it just exists solely in the bar at night. Okay, that's <laughs> yeah, all. It's that's in it. the bar at night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jim oh. drinks... Uh, a Margaritaville oh, drink. Oh, <laughs> I didn't mean to say Margaritaville. <laughs> drink. What, what, what was the drink he drank in Boston? It was like rum and like club soda or something like oh, that. Oh, is that what he drank? Something disgusting. Oh yeah, during that one song. Yes. During whether is he wish you were beautiful or uh, or uh, boat no. boat drinks. Boat drinks. Boat drinks. Oh yeah. He was at a bar in Boston and he drank like rum and something else. Oh god, it was so terrible. It sounded real bad. It was like I think it was like rum and club soda. Yeah, it was like yeah. It was really, really It bad. makes me feel okay that this movie has not come out because, like, you talk about, like, Scorsese will take, like, 15, 20-plus years to make a movie. You yes. know, he just sits yeah. on the idea for a very long time. Yeah. Could be what's happening here. I, yeah, and I think maybe they're waiting for the right people to write it. And, Ryan, I, I think, think that's, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm in. I will write this script with oh you. Oh, my God. There's, we know so much about it now. We do. We're, we're experts. We're experts. Yeah. And I have Especially a copy according of the to book. Buffett News. Yeah, Buffett News. Are, look, it might be a little lack, and we got a review on Buffett News. We'll discuss it later in a yeah. later episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're happy about the review. Thank you for listening to us. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. We really love that you listen to us. Yep. Um, another piece of Buffett news before we head into this album. Yeah. Uh, a, just a, like a delightful human interest story. <laughs> uh, we listen to a lot of covers of Buffett songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd like to listen to this newest cover. Uh, you might be seeing this go around the Buffett Facebook pages. Uh, my favorite new artist on the scene. Uh, let's give it a listen. <laughs> oh my god. Salt! 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 salt. salt. <laughs> oh. Come on, buddy. There's a woman to blame. <laughs> but I know. It's amazing. Wonderful. It's incredible. It's obviously a parrot singing Margaritaville. Yeah, if that wasn't clear. <laughs> it's a parrot singing. It's a parrot singing Mar- Margaritaville, and the parrot doesn't look that into it. No, he's not into it. Parrots never look into anything. That's true. That's uh, true. But to be honest, uh, it's very interesting to me because if you hear the way uh, the parrot lilts. It's obviously mimicking whatever is heard. Right. But I think it's mimicking the person. So this person must be singing it to the parrot all the time. Oh, yeah. It's got to be. Because it doesn't sound like Jimmy. No. No, <laughs> not at all. Some people claim there's a one. 
That's oh. a parent's default noise. That's right. Uh, great job. Whoever record, whoever Very made. Very wonderful, yeah. wonderful performance. Really nice work. Um, from if you have an animal that sings Margaritaville in some way or another. <laughs> Leanne Potts is who posted oh. that YouTube video. Well, thank you, Leanne, thank for you making so that much. video. Yes, thank you Sharing much. it for the community. Yes. Uh, we're trying to get your dog, Bagels, to sing Margaritaville. Yeah, so far she's uh, just sleeping. Yes. <laughs> she's not doing much, but one day, I promise, she will bark Margaritaville that's into this That's a promise? Mic. Yeah. Oh, that's a promise. <laughs> okay. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. When you leave, Olivia and I just sit down with her and say, okay, you're going to do it today. <laughs> this is going to be the day. This is why we got you. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God, because I was starting to get pissed. Oh, yeah. I'm no, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. yeah you're very I'm welcome. Like, why do you even have a dog if it's not going to sing That's like right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Oh, man. Uh, today, as I mentioned, we're going to chat about Last Mango in Paris. The 1985 album, 10 songs, tops out at 36 minutes. A That's bit. correct. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, like, up until this point, like, all of them have been around, like, they're all tight albums. Yeah, they are. Yeah. This one was released in 1985 in June. Yep. Uh, it reached number 53 on the Billboard 200 album chart and number 7 on the Billboard Top Country albums chart. I said a couple episodes back that one of those, I think Coconut Telegraph was like the first, like the last. Oh, right. And then um, it was like a dark period. Yeah. And I think whatever chart that was, it didn't make it. But right. he's always made some chart. And yeah, I think it was he's bounced around. Country Hits chart or something like that. Yeah. There's too many charts, guys. Uh, Way too many charts. There's a couple of charts we can get rid of. Number one, easy listening. Let's <laughs> number two, that easy part. listening. Yeah, number two, easy listening. Number three, uh, easy listening. I would be a lot happier if easy listening didn't exist. <laughs> Everyone knows this. Let's not talk about it. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the song, If the Phone Doesn't Ring, It's Me, hit number 16 on the Billboard Hot Country Singles chart, and uh-huh. number 37 on Adult Contemporary, and Please Bypass This Heart, hit number 50 Really good country. song. This album is also the last album to feature Steve Goodman because he yes. unfortunately passed, I believe, a year prior, 1984? Or was, uh, it, was it 1986 I he passed? I believe he passed in 1985. Oh, okay. Let me check. Let's get that correct. Uh, he passed in 1984, September 20th, 1984. 1984. So this was the last, yeah, this was the last album where he had uh, co-written a song. Yeah. Um, very sad. Yeah. Very sad that we've come across that. We've loved Steve Goodman hits so far. He was a great musician. Yeah, he really was. Uh, and Frank and Lola, second second song on the album, which is a great song. Great Should song. we play a little bit of a it? wistful song. Yeah, let's give it a listen. Reminds me a little bit of the Roseanne theme. Yes, it does. <laughs> Coming back in 2018. <laughs> yeah, thank God. <laughs> Heavy harmonica. Yep. Lola loves Frank. Frankie loves Lola on their second honeymoon in Pensacola. Trying to find a little privacy. Really nice. Really nice. Me, they've been too much screaming, fussing, and fighting. The doggies were yelling, the children were biting. Frank and Lola trying to get together again. So I took her to this movie called. Oh, oh I love it. Junior mints were mushy and the sex was neat. Oh, my, Frankie, weren't we better than that? Before I spat, Frank told Lola, honey, can't you see that I'll jumpstart you if you will kickstart me? Frank and Lola trying to get together again. It's a great song. Really good. Reference to the 1981 film Body Heat, 
Body Heat with uh, William Hurt and Kathleen Turner. And this is a, actually a well-known sexy movie, Body Heat. Body Heat. Body Heat. I love that. I love uh, Steve Goodman was always good at uh, writing kind of cool details, specific kind of um, almost lifestyle points of view. Uh, so I love this thing about uh, Frank and Lola on their second honeymoon in Florida, fighting all night. Uh, it's so funny. It's, it's such great. a funny specific point of view. Yeah, it really is. And like, like having having heard a ton of Steve Goodman tracks, you know, over the past couple of episodes, you can really tell which ones are his. Yeah, you're you right. Can. He has a very specific writing style. Mm-hmm. He does. And what's funny is that some of these really built up Jimmy Buffett's Wow. Somebody must be hurt. On there this. is a ton of ambulance action. A lot going of ambulances. Uh, we're okay, just to let everybody yeah, know. Yeah, we are okay. You're not listening to a very special episode. No. <laughs> yeah, because it would be a very special episode <laughs> if one of us happened to, like, I don't know, pass out during and we had to call an ambulance. For the record, uh, if I pass out or die during an episode, please don't release it. But if you pass out, I will release oh, it. Oh, no, of course. I would want you to. <laughs> Thank you. I would know how. <laughs> please <laughs> capitalize. <laughs> yeah, my computer. Oh, does it work? <laughs> uh, no, but I, I would say uh, Steve Goodman is credited with Jimmy Buffett's voice almost in a certain way yeah like he helped build up a lot of what we love about jimmy now yeah absolutely and in, in his lyric writing yeah there's a ton of good stuff in this album yeah there I is really enjoyed it yeah it's I, I i think it's a really fun album it definitely leans into country a little bit more yes. again yeah. we're hitting a, a hard country phase um, which is like i mean like when i you know, before doing this podcast, when I thought of Jimmy, I didn't automatically go to country. Because in my mind, I was like, no, that's something that he just kind of, like, gave up early on. Right. He you know started I mean? in country, and then he moved on from right. it. Right. But that's not the case at all. Not at country all. Country is a heavy influence throughout his career. Huge, huge part of it. Yeah, you you listen to these... Um uh, some of these songs, and there's some other like 80s contemporary uh, country artists. I would say like Randy Travis and George Strait, and there's all mm-hmm. these people. And if you compare those, Loretta Lynn, I think she's a little before that. But if you compare these artists with Jimmy at the same time, you're going to hear a lot of similar sounds. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything in this album that stuck out to you? Well, there's things that stuck out to me. First of all, I want to say in general, yeah, these are the kinds of... Uh, Titles I love to see. <laughs> These are great titles. Yes. We got Gypsies in the Palace. Gypsies in the Palace, terrific. We, we got uh, Please Bypass This Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, we got If the Phone Doesn't Ring, It's Me, <laughs> which I love. It's a great We song. have Last Man Go in Paris. As we all know, that's a song that has stayed with us to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff that stuck out, uh, stuck out to me in this album. Um, I would say, uh, let's talk about uh, Gypsies in the Palace. Let's talk about, okay. Gypsies in the Palace is is fucking wild. It's a crazy song. And I'm uncomfortable cursing at that (laughs) point. Because this is, my buddy Roger loves Gypsies in the Palace. This is one of his favorite songs. My buddy Roger, who loves uh, this podcast, Uh he loves uh, Buffett stuff. I go with him to a bunch of concerts. Yes, okay. Very big Buffett fan. Buffett fan from way back. We comment, we uh, text back and forth about Buffett all the time. So he's a huge fan of Gypsies in the Palace. He was like, I can't wait for you to talk about Gypsies in the Palace. Oh, boy. So I'd love to talk about it. Oh, we're going to talk about it. Let's give it a listen. In days of old. Oh, boy. (laughs) It is so good. Amazing. From that castle, trusty men were left behind. Knights needed not the hassles. They helped themselves to pig and peach and drank from king's own chalice. 
Oh, it was a stirring sight, these gypsies in the palace. <laughs> and some things never <laughs> change. Hit it, boys! Oh, boy. This is, yes. this is straight up George Strait. Oh, yeah. Nuts. Still unknown, that narrator. Still unknown. Really? We don't know who it is. Yeah. We can't find it. So long, boss. Knock them dead. Don't worry about a thing. Wish that we could come along. We'd love to hear you sing. Limos here, your bags are packed. The list is by the phone. Me and Snake will watch your place and treat it like our home. Stuff's in his closet I swear he wouldn't mind Hell, we'll just shoot the lock off I do it all <laughs> We're gypsies in the palace He's left us here alone The order of sleepless nights Will now soon be thrown Great chorus We ain't got no money We ain't got no price But we're gypsies in the palace so fun. Very fun. It's rollicking. Oh my god, it's so much fun. Oh, that's great. This is a big party. It's a huge party. This uh, song is so insane. The note on BuffettWorld.com, our favorite resource for everything Buffett, when in the uh, flash drive is not <laughs> broken. Um, uh, he said, I have heard that some of the great parties of all time have been at my house when I wasn't there. So I, think, <laughs> I love that. I think it's about when he would have people watch uh, his, uh, his thing. But I want to jump to the end of this song. Okay. Because there's some banter at the end of the song that's very important. Yes. It's so funny to me. Um, we got to listen to it. Because that's there's a special guest. Last 30 seconds. Okay. Great. So that's Glenn Fry from the Eagles. Uh, Is that really? (laughs) (laughs) It's Glenn Fry from the Eagles. It's hello. Hey, Jimmy. It's Glenn. Glenn, how you doing? Fine, man. I'm going on the road. You know anyone who could house it for me? I got these two great guys to look after my place, man. They're the best. That's how it ends. Uh, These are the guys that throw parties at his house. Fucking scoundrels going over to the Eagles' house. That's so funny. Uh, Yeah, I guess Glenn Frey actually co-wrote this song with uh, uh, My Heart Will Go On's own Will Jennings. That's right. Oh, that's interesting. I like that. Um, I want to. I'm going to speak through the uh, the poem at the beginning of of this song. Yeah, let's talk about it. In days of old, when knights were bold and journeyed from their castles. Trusty men were left behind. Knights needed not the hassles. They helped themselves to pig and peach and drank from King's own chalice. Oh, it was a stirring sight, these gypsies in the palace. 
Very fun. Very fun. He, I, you know, I've never. And we heard... don't know who that narrator is. No, we. I literally looked up. It's they. He's referenced as unknown narrator on a bunch of stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah. I can't find who it is. If anybody has any resource, let me know. If you, if you are the person that did it, uh, give us a call. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In call that it. voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, five eight seven seven one parrot <laughs> is our name. Is our number. Oh, it um, was a stirring night. <laughs> uh, Oh, would you like me to do it again? No, 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 we got it, buddy. Um, uh, yeah, it's 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 a real wild, crazy, fun country song. Yeah. And it's just like, that's a classic Buffett uh, point of view. Yes. Uh, a bunch of rowdy people just really taking advantage of somebody's house. Yeah. And I imagine if you're Jimmy and you come home uh, after like a tour or something and you see like, oh, there's been a gigantic party here. You just yeah. have a smile on your Absolutely. face. Absolutely. You know what's That's funny? That's all you want. What's funny about this is I had a dream when we started uh, this podcast mm-hmm. like four months ago. I still think about it where I uh, was called to Jimmy Buffett's house. It was like a beach house. <laughs> it's like a beach house in like Key West. Uh-huh. It was a beautiful house. And he was like, I need you to watch this house. I'm going to go on tour. <laughs> And I did, and I was so nervous about everything. I didn't enjoy myself. <laughs> no. I was so anxious about ruining Jimmy Buffett's house. <laughs> Jimmy, if you are listening, we will gladly house it for we you. We will house it any house, Jimmy. Any house. Like, we will fly oh, there Jimmy. on our dime. It's We will house it anywhere. <laughs> Promise. I, it was the most anxious dream I've ever had because I cared so much about <laughs> impressing him and making him happy. Um, I have something interesting about this as well. Okay. Um, uh, based on this, you know, he says sleepless nights in this, nights with a K. Yeah. It's a little pun. The 1985 tour was the sleepless nights tour. Oh, interesting. And I wanted to bring uh, this up because it was a very interesting uh, thing. Uh, 1985, this is on Buffett World. Uh, 1985 brought us one of Jimmy's most unique tours. While Jimmy still played the normal summer stops, he also played several minor league baseball stadiums after games. Really? Minor fun. leagues? Yeah. Huh. Typically, one of these shows lasted about an hour and featured Jimmy and the entire band. Other notable stops included an appearance at the first annual Farm Aid. Wow. So he did the okay. first Farm Aid with, yeah. uh, you know, Billy Joel, Hall & Oates. They were all sure. there. I couldn't find what Jimmy did. Um, I couldn't find any video of it. Uh-huh. Um, but he did it. He was there. there wow. Was, there's no uh, recording that I could find. I love that. But That's yeah. terrific. I would. I don't think. I mean, I've been to a handful of Buffett concerts. I think I might have heard this one live once. You have? I I don't think I ever have. Really? No, I've never heard this one. I'd love to hear this one live. This would be a real boot stomper. Yes, it really would. It would be really fun. Um, Um, Oh, I bet he's saying it's my job. Oh yeah, because that's a good farm aid song. It really is. It's yeah. my job. Put on your boots. Worried after death. Bluebell tastes just like the good old days. I have that stuck in my head. I will wake up sweating because I hear that song. The Bluebell ice cream theme song is the best of all time. Um, I have nightmares about oh, Listeria. I love it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's another problem. Yeah. Uh, what uh, is a song that you really enjoyed on this album? Um, I really want to talk about uh, Please Bypass This Heart. Oh, great. I think it's a lovely track okay uh, it was also uh one of the singles right yeah reach number yeah. 50 on the billboard country yeah, chart yeah yeah uh i think it's a great song a really pretty song and i want to talk about it okay let's give it a listen also another country track it is a country track these are sh- straight up honky tonk too yeah they're really honky tonk some that guitar 
Every day I read about these operations It makes a heart that's weak so strong again I relate it to my own situation I know just what to say to you Please bypass this heart Until I'm well again Let's not even start To fall where we fell again The cheating was sweet But my heart is beat Don't tear it apart A very pretty song. It's a really nice song. Uh, yeah, this definitely uh, emotes to me a feeling of like a, a roller rink or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Yeah, it has that uh, disco ball kind of shimmering, people holding hands, wearing big hats. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's like 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 a, like a first date type situation yeah, kind of. A yeah, a couple skate kind of song. Couple skate, exactly. Yeah, Jimmy's yeah, yeah. note on this song from our favorite resource, buffworld.com. Close your eyes and click your heels. Think of skating rinks and spinning wheels mm. of those who will and those who won't. Some hearts break while others don't. Well, there you go. Very poetic. Very poetic. Jimmy likes to rhyme. He sure does. Sometimes. <laughs> Some, other times, we don't know what he's thinking. We don't know what he's up to. Uh, that was written, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. This was written, oh, th- this also was written by Will Jennings. This was written by Will Jennings, too. Yeah, so Jimmy, they must have Will, been... and Michael. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Michael Otley. Yeah. So this must have just been uh, one of those... Uh, one of those uh, secret, like, not secret, yeah. but one of those, like, kind of collaborations that, yeah. you know, he doesn't bring up that often. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. And I love how Will Jennings is... I think he co-wrote most of these tracks. I think so, too. Um, I think almost all of them. Do you want to talk about the cameo in this I album? I would love to talk about the cameo. Let's, uh, uh, let's give it a discussion. This is, of course... Uh, a very famous uh, thing. Yes. Uh, Desperation Samba, Halloween in Tijuana. Great title. <laughs> great, great title. He actually played this at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I have to say, I uh, ran to the restroom during it. <laughs> so I feel bad because now that I, I wish that I could have actually watched it. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I'm really embarrassed <laughs> for that. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, this one uh, features uh, Harrison Ford on a specific instrument. Let's Ooh, give it a listen. I'm excited. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. 
I love, I love this. I love this. Mexico. It's insane. Oh, so if you haven't guessed, that whip was Harrison Ford. That's right. Harrison Ford came into the studio to do uh, the whip sound on this (laughs) song. His list of friends is endless. It's endless and it's growing. I I, I want to know why this happened. Was it Jack Nicholson came up in an episode recently? Jack Nicholson came out to hang out with that... um, Oh, with the the gross guitar gut string. The gut string guitar guitar, man. The really talented guy that everyone loves. Earl Klug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, so now we just got a... Uh, Harrison Ford walking in to go ahead and uh, do a little bit of whipping in this. Um, <laughs> Jimmy's note, uh, I wound up in Mexico one day passing through Tijuana on my way to Rosarito Beach. I was passing through the bizarre streets of this border town listening to the radio from San Diego when the DJ mentioned that it was Halloween. I looked around and realized that none of these people needed a costume. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very funny. That's hilarious. Uh that is so strange to me that uh, Harrison Ford was in this. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I love Jimmy Buffett's Halloween songs. Yeah. He has a couple. He, he only does. has two that I can remember. Maybe we'll find some on yeah. other days. But it's this one and, of course, Vampires, Mummies, and the Holy Ghost. Such a good song. One of my favorite, <laughs> so favorite late Jimmy songs. But there's something funny I found about uh, Harrison Ford and Jimmy Buffett. Ooh, okay. Uh uh, Jimmy Buffett uh, and Harrison Ford and Ed Bradley, who is a, a 60 Minutes correspondent, were all drinking uh, at lunch one day in 1997. <laughs> Wait, this lunch. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's lunch. They're all drunk at lunch. They're all hanging out. Jimmy, Harrison Ford, and some and Ed Bradley, a news correspondent? A 60 Minutes 60 correspondent. 60 Minutes. So some revered uh, journalist. How did they all get together? They're all, they just met each other. They just met each they just, other. They just knew. They saw a star in the sky and said, we need to all meet up. <laughs> so they uh, met. They had a really drunken lunch. Uh-huh. Uh, Harrison Ford was looking around at him and said, hey, these guys both have earrings. I don't have an earring. So I'm going to go to the first place I find and get my ear pierced. <laughs> and he goes to a Claire's in New York City, like a Claire's, like, really? like young girl's uh, store. Harrison and he Ford. walks, oh, I want my ear pierced. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pierce this ear. <laughs> Which one's the right ear for a guy to pierce? <laughs> Uh, and, uh, yeah, he walked on Madison Avenue and found the Claire's on Madison Avenue, the fanciest Claire's you can find. That's so funny. Oh, my and God. And got his ear pierced. So Jimmy Buffett is the reason Harrison Ford got his ear pierced. His, how ingrained <laughs> he is in everything. People yeah. don't realize. We say this all the time. Yeah. We, we, we started out saying that Jimmy Buffett is one of the most important, like, pop culture figures in history, and he's proving it. Like, he, he keeps really showing is. up. Yeah. He's, he's, he sang with Frank Sinatra. He's friends with Harrison Ford. He's friends with Jack Nicholson. He uh, was there for the sinking of the Lusitania at the beginning of World War I. <laughs> That's right. right? Dell closest to comedy as Jimmy Buffett is to everything else. Exactly. <laughs> and guess what? The cops are coming right now. That's the noise. <laughs> this has been here. a very ambulance heavy episode. Ambulance, yeah, yeah. cops, everything. Because this is a hot, hot, hot album. The <laughs> fire department's oh, yes. coming down to, to soak us down. <laughs> That's what's going on. (laughs) I love that song, though. I always forget, but then when he gets to the chorus, it's so fun. It's really fun. It's a really good one. It's a very vibrant song. I love the justification of I looked around and thought that everybody was, uh, um, I thought that everybody was uh, uh, already didn't need a costume. That's hilarious to me. This is fine. (laughs) 
That's a classic Jimmy point of view. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really love it. Uh, there's another one I love to talk about, which mm. is Beyond the End. Ooh, Beyond last the song. End, last song. Uh, I really love this one, but specifically there's some stuff happening at the end. Yeah, uh, yeah. At the end of Beyond the End that I'd love to discuss. So let's hear the beginning of Beyond the End. And we'll the jump final around. song on the album, I think this is a good closer. I, I think, think he's right. finally figured out how to master a closer. Yeah, yeah. 15 albums in, 14 <laughs> albums in. <laughs> he's found it. This is like a long cattle drive. Yeah. Yeah. My and moon was burning. We saw visions of the past returning. On the shore, the band was playing. We all heard. What the moon was saying The world keeps closing in It has before this is a, It will again Yeah, like a lighter's lighter, out yeah, kind yeah, of exactly. song Yeah, yeah, <laughs> A voice beyond the wind I love this song, actually so good we must go Beyond the end So Oh, it's very pretty. It's really great. Oh my God, it's so fantastic. Oh yeah, but then we gotta jump to the end. Yeah, jump to the end. Because what's happening at the end? We build up, we do a We Are The World style thing. Listen to this! It's so many people! (laughs) He's got a full chorus! Yeah! Listen to this guy in it, too, in the background. Teacher's pet. <laughs> no, I'll tell you who this is. This is someone oh. else. Listen to that. Wait. Do you know who that is? Can you guess? Who is it? That's Roy Orbison. Really? Yes. What was he doing there? <laughs> Roy Orbison was just hanging out. <laughs> just there. There's so many people that are just hanging out yes. in the studio. Roy Orbison is one of the uh, most important, like, uh, I, I don't even know how I would describe him. He's a, definitely a singer-songwriter. He's very influential. He's a huge, huge uh, 60s uh, country singer. Or yeah. not country singer, like pop yeah, singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he sang Crying and Pretty Woman. And uh, uh, only the lonely, and he's such a, a a big deal. And he just hang out in the studio, Patrick. Yeah, and he he just walked in for the end of Beyond the End. <laughs> I just I, I would just I, I I like thinking that he was just going to use the studio after Jimmy and walked, and he's like, I guess I'll just join in on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Roy's choice for sure. Yeah. And Jimmy was like, All right, I'm good, <laughs> I'm high. Uh, yeah, it was so amazing. That's great. I, I forgot about that buildup. So let's tack that onto the list. Yeah. Jimmy maybe worked with Elvis. Jimmy yep. worked with uh, Roy Orbison. Yep. Frank Sinatra. Friends with Jack Nicholson. Friends with Jack Nicholson. Give, him, give, give me a great in music history at some point, and I bet you that they've worked or played together. Yep. yep. Let's try this out. I'm going to guess. I'm just going to, I don't know anything about this. Stevie Wonder, Jimmy Buffett. I'm going to look that up online right now. Okay. See if this is a huge. Oh, this is a fun game. I like huge this. Huge risk. Stevie Wonder and Jimmy Buffett. Is there anything going on? Uh, no. 
<laughs> okay. Well, we know they play a bunch of places together, but uh, Olivia just oh, walked in. O- Olivia, no. give me a, a great in in music history. A great musician. Gra- the Beatles. The Beatles. <laughs> well, all right, you stumped us, Olivia. <laughs> the Beatles, Jimmy Buffett. I wonder if there's a Beatles Jimmy Buffett situation. That would be so funny. I wonder if he's ever done a cover. How many of the Beatles has Jimmy Buffett performed with on stage? Somebody ask that. Okay. Okay. There is. He did seem to sing with Ringo Starr at some point. What? Yes, Jimmy Buffett. Ringo Starr. Oh, there are pictures. Wait, there, there's a picture. This picture is from an event that John Bon Jovi held in 2007. You can see Buffett, Bon Jovi, and McCartney performing together. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. At that same performance was Billy Joel and Roger Waters. Whoa, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like he did sing with Ringo at some point. It's hard for me to figure out exactly where it was. Uh... He did cover While My Guitar Gently Weeps by George Yes, Harrison. he did. He did. At some point. Uh, but it looks like he has hung out with at least a couple Beatles. That is so fun. I love that. Yeah. It's oh, very great. exciting. So, that's, so look, he's, he's related. That didn't, that didn't work out as incredibly as I but was hoping. But he is the most important figure in pop culture. Period. He's huge. Yeah. He is a very influential person. He knows Bono. He knows Elvis. Yes. He knows everybody. He knows everybody. Everybody. Okay. And uh, I think this is proving it. But Roy Orbison really, really blew me away on that one. That's really. I mean, that's like uh, in like uh, like Gimme Shelter. That woman yeah. who's saying like the 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 background vocals in Gimme oh, yeah. Shelter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That woman. Oh, that documentary is amazing. Twenty yes. Feet Stardom. Yeah. Ray Bono. Oh, so Uh, good. Incredible. Uh, Also, this album is the album of like huge famous people walking in on the last 40 seconds of song. (laughs) 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 Which I love. What a brilliant thing to do. Do you want to talk about the titular song, Last Mango in Paris? Uh, Yes. I would love to talk about it. A terrific song. Oh, great song. This didn't, this didn't, uh, it wasn't a single, this song. No, it wasn't. No. This is a a common Buffett song that he plays uh, in concert. Yes, it is. I've seen this one before. Yeah, very good. I really enjoyed this one. There's also a little callback to another lesser known Buffett song. Yep. At the end. Yep. I went down to Captain Tony's to get out of the heat. And I heard a voice call out to me Son, come have a seat I had to search my memory As I looked into those eyes My life's changed like the weather But a legend never dies He said I ate the last mango in Paris I took the last plane out of Saigon I ate the last mango in Paris I 
the last plane out of Saigon Took the first class boat to China And Jimmy, there's still so much to be done This might be my favorite song on the album. Really? It might be. Interesting. It's so good. And also, something pretty interesting we've been talking about a lot this episode. Yeah. Jimmy's known on this song, for all the living legends I've had the pleasure to know, there's still so much to be done. Oh my God. This whole album is about living legends. It really is. He's recording them with living legends. Yeah. He's he's talking about living legends. And also, let's hear the last 30 seconds of that song. I love the last 30 seconds. I love, like, we, we hear musical kind of callbacks like he uses yeah. a lot of the same melodies like Loves you can hear that. a lot of influences from his previous stuff but this is a direct callback and it's wonderful let's hear it the song on a callback. Callback to uh, Riddles in the Sand. Yes. La Vie Danson. Um, who was that again? Aaron Neville's Aaron Neville brother. also sings. The, yeah, no, no, he, Aaron Neville's brother didn't write that song. But oh, that's Aaron Neville, right. Aaron Neville later covered that song. That's right. So he's he's related to the Neville brothers in various ways. Of course he La, is. We is this the Neville this one? It. No, well, this is, oh, this is the Buffett. other one. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is, this is a it's solid tradition. Yeah. They can come to get all I like this one a lot. I do too. Break your heart by the light of day. We talked when we were getting into the 80s. We said that we're going to have to do, like, it's, it's going to be a little bit harder. Yeah. But we're going to probably find some gems. Yeah. We have certainly found some gems. We found some amazing gems. We're so really happy. Have. I'm yeah. so happy we found some good stuff. Jimmy keeps delivering. I thought of this the other day, and I want to pitch to you a future episode of the podcast. Okay. Where we name the next Big Eight. We name the next Big Eight. We name the next Big Eight. Wow, that is a bold uh, thing to do, Ryan. Yes. So if there was a big, say a big 16, yeah. what would those next eight songs be? That is I think we should do it. Okay. I think we should do a let's future do it. episode. A future episode. Future let's episode. think about it. I mean, there's all these um, nominees that we already have. Yes. There's one particular harbor isn't necessarily a Big Eight yet. Right, right. We have um, uh, Son of a Son of a Sailor isn't a Big Eight Son of a Son of a Sailor, yet. yeah. Yeah, I think we got some. I get, we got some work to do. Got some. We got some work to do. Yeah. I wonder what else I would do. Miss you so badly. Ooh, miss you so badly God. is a great one. Man, oh, we should do that. I'm in. I'm yeah. Immediately. Okay. In. All right. Wow, great. that is fascinating. Um, uh, we should also talk about if the phone doesn't ring, it's me. Oh yes, <laughs> it's so good. This it's is a, a classic Jimmy like rascally song. Yes, it is. It is. I love it. It's Think so... about that phrase. If the phone doesn't ring, it's, it's me. me. That's. I'm not calling you. <laughs> <laughs> little hollow notesy a little bit it's 80 dreamy kind of thing oh yeah this is a dream sequence in a movie yeah yeah this is a uh, dirty dancing that's right the time of my life yeah there are oceans of feelings between us currents that take us and sweep us away that's why we seldom have of a cold hard day Lots of new friends with the same old answers Open your eyes you might see 
If our lives were that simple, we'd live in the past. If the phone doesn't ring, it's me. If the phone doesn't ring, you know that it's me. I'll be out in the eye of the storm. If the phone doesn't ring, you know that I'll be where someone can make me feel warm. It's too bad. If the phone doesn't ring, it's me. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's a great I, song. The the Buffett world note from Jimmy on this one is, this phrase sort of sums it all up. Good days, bad days, and going half mad days. We all have them. This is as close as I can get to a sad song. The time spent writing about the intensity involved in trying to keep love together is short, but the endless research can kill you. Ooh. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, yeah, this is such a sweet, wonderful song. What's funny is I was going to say, this might be his most uh, kind of vulnerable, sweet. There's something about 80s songs that kind of bring out that uh, pure, uh, like, uh, honesty or genuineness, uh, almost verging on schmaltzy. Yeah. Which we know Jimmy loves because yes. of those old standards. Um, uh, but uh, it's so funny to me. This song, it almost, to me, like... This might be like the best uh, romantic album that Jimmy has. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot in here. A lot of power ballads. Yes. If I was if I was going on some date with somebody who liked Jimmy Buffett, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm still dreaming. One day, one day I'll find a girl my age who also likes Jimmy Buffett. Olivia's warming up to Jimmy Buffett, right, Olivia? Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't hear, she said, "Yeah, he's okay." Yeah, but she wasn't gonna get closer and, and, and defend it. That's anyway. right. <laughs> Please shout it. He's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand it. One day it'll happen. Um, I I love this album. This is great. It's really great. So it's you, really, you said really you were good. kind of on the fence about it in the beginning. I was. I mean, I I didn't. I gave it like one, maybe two listens uh, over okay. the past week while we were researching. And uh, yeah, I mean, now listening back on it, it's really, really terrific. I think it's a good album. I think it's Jimmy not necessarily like uh, trying to m- make any catchphrases or. A pin anything down, right? I think it's just Jimmy enjoying himself. Yeah, because it's not like it's like the the past couple of records. There have been some heavy-handed '80s songs. Yeah, there is nothing really on here, at least nothing that stands out to me as like a heavy-handed '80s song. Like he's living in 1984, 1985, and he's just making music at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's not like we need to throw a synth in there. We need to do whatever. Like he's just making music he wants to make. Yeah, absolutely. She, he's just uh, really enjoying it, and uh, I really enjoy that he's enjoying it. Yeah, it's great. It's is fantastic. There, is there anything else that you want to tackle? You know, there's one uh, reference of somebody who uh, wrote a song that uh, he sang. Okay. And there's uh, a woman named Marshall Chapman uh-huh. wrote this song, the song The Perfect Partner. I think we can give yes. it a quick little listen. It's really nice. Um, uh, but yeah, let's give it a listen. Yeah, this feels, it sounds like uh, Paul Simon to me. It like really Grace does. Lamb. Oh, yeah. Very layered. Yeah. Look over here, there's a girl. I've never seen her before. Her eyes are looking straight at you. Across the crowded dance floor. Ooh, she's smiling. What a beautiful sight. 
Yes. We're gypsies in the palace. He's left us here alone. The order of sleepless nights will now soon be wrong. We ain't got no money. We ain't got no rights. But we're gypsies in the palace. And we got it all tonight. What's a creative podcast network?